empty with no brain But the clever nerd, the best MC with no chain you ever heard Take it from the Tech Nine Hola David, don't know their next time from Shinola Welcome to Do the Right Film. My name is Harvey. And my name is Steve. Yeah. Um, there's no one else here. Just that. <laughs> no, no, no. I, don't, I, I think you need to look at it in a positive way. This is our spinoff episode. This is it. Yeah. After a hundred episodes, we finally are getting our own, like, our, our moment to shine. So this is like the equivalent of like that 80s show. Okay. Yeah. So we're that 80s to Do the Right Films, that 70s show. All right. Just remember you, that. you lost me, but but yeah, it's nice to be here with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, today we've got a review of Alita: Battle Angel. It's directed by Robert Rodriguez. Um, we've also got a topic. We're going to be talking about um, bad movies that have uh, beautiful or interesting. interesting worlds, right? Yeah, I would say I would say that. Yeah, it's just that you see the fucking potential there, and you're like, wow, they just squandered. It. Yeah, it's just like they really fumbled it. <laughs> Yeah, we're also going to talk about some movies you've watched during the week. Um, before we get started, what's uh, what's going on with you, Steve? Uh, you know, uh, you know, I wanted to say I had like this, like this very profound. Oh, you know what? There is something interesting that happened. I uh, I realized something this weekend, mm-hmm. and I think I'm, I think I just don't get art. Okay. I went to I went to a museum. You know, with modern art, you know, like, you know, like, you know, picture frame, not like it's not paintings. They're more or less like, you know, pieces of glass are on the floor and that's an exhibit. And I, I just I really, really tried and I, I don't think I get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know about you. I don't know if you consider yourself an artist or understand art at that deep level. I don't know. Uh I'm not sure. That's a complex question. <laughs> um, well, as as I'm sitting here, I'm basically looks like I'm interviewing you, or we're having this very like yeah. it, it looks pretty professional right now. We're sitting across from each other, and I have a laptop out, and I'm typing things. Yeah. So I'm asking you deep questions on this episode. We get to the root of the problems. I think that I think that I can appreciate art, and I can. I think the more that I can feel from something, or or think about something, I th- tend to think that that is what makes it good art to me if it can make me think or feel something from an image or 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 whatever it is i think that then yeah then it's good yeah i mean don't get me wrong there was moments where i saw a couple pieces and i was just like yeah that's that's pretty fucking cool like i couldn't do that or i wouldn't you know it's making me look at but a lot of it was me tilting my head and then like walking around it and mm-hmm. seeing if I catch the light in a certain way, maybe I'll see it. And I was just like, I don't think I see it. Uh, and then, uh, and I went with Thomas. Okay. And uh, I think Thomas came to the same conclusion. I'm not going to speak for him. We can find that out next week mm-hmm. when we go back uh, when they get back. But uh, yeah, he could have been moved by it. He could have been emotionally. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm not going to speak for him, but <laughs> I will say this: there was an outside exhibit, and there was snow on the ground, and we made a snowman. So, I mean, that's, right. <laughs> that's, that's kind of like the, 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 mo- you know, the, the long and short of it all. So I don't know how he felt, but we did make a snowman. So I don't know, like, and we try to like put our own little touch on oh, this yeah. little magical museum. That's pretty cool. I guess. Uh, so, I mean, that was my week. Uh, I don't know if it was a good thing or bad thing that I found out on. I don't get modern art, but I like paintings. Paintings are cool. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's where I, where I stand. <laughs> 
paintings can be modern art too though yeah that's true we'll see apparently i don't know shit about art then <laughs> i need to go back to school i mean i don't know i think that yeah i don't know that's a that's a subject we probably shouldn't get it <laughs> my week was pretty chill as well um i think it just worked for the most part uh we're recording this kind of late actually so i think this is the latest we've ever recorded the show yeah i believe so too yeah. it's um the after hours edition i suppose yeah, your voice seemed to drop a couple of uh, octaves as well. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so I'm just saying. It's, it's a l- late night R&B. Late, uh, <laughs> do the right thumbs. Like, it threw me off. That's why I paused in the beginning, because I was just like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> where did you take me? Yeah, yeah. We're going so, on a journey tonight. Down a hole. Dark <laughs> 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 All right. Yeah, I mean, Everyone like, prepare. Harvey's going to take you on a journey through a hole. <laughs> <laughs> I meant like a dive into cinematic uh, history and culture. I mean, is that what the kids uh, are calling yeah, it? I guess yeah. so. I didn't mean yeah, the people's people's holes. Um, yeah, I think Sean lost the game last week, so we don't have him to, uh, and I'm gonna to say, go first. I'm going to state it right now. I know for a fact he didn't watch it. You know for a fact? I know for a fact. Like, I just like... All right, maybe it's not a fact. Maybe it's more intuition. Mm-hmm. But it's just like this little tingle you get in the back of your neck. I was just like, I, was like, I know he didn't watch that movie. So, yeah. So he owes he owes me two now. He owes you one. Mm-hmm. And he owes Thomas's one. Yeah. You know. His debt's getting out of control. We're going to have to like call someone on them. Like yeah. Collections, basically. Hopefully he comes with at least <laughs> one of them watched by tomorrow. You want him to show up even for not recording? Just show up and just talk about it for at least 10 yeah. minutes? Yeah, that would be good. Uh, Have you watched anything? Yeah, I watched a movie. I watched two. Mo- I watched three movies altogether. But, uh, I mean, do you have anything that speaks to you that you want to kind of just get off your chest right away? Uh, No, not really. Oh, I mean, great. You can go first if you'd like. Great, because I'm going to shit on Jupiter Ascending for a little bit. Okay, cool. Um, so Jupiter Ascending, I feel like we've all mentioned this movie, but I was the only one who apparently missed out, missed, uh, missed the boat on this. Uh, it is directed and written by the Wachowski siblings, uh, sisters. Is that their new moniker now? I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it is, it is, it stars Mila Kunis. It stars Channing Tatum, Sean Bean, uh, Eddie Renman. And was this it, is the most fucking bonkers cast. Like, it's just, I feel like no one belonged in this movie. Like, it just didn't make sense. Like, I'm just going to say that from the get-go. I don't understand why these people were in this movie. It just didn't make sense for me at all. Like, just, I feel like they picked the wrong actors. Uh, but before, I should talk this movie. Maybe I should let, let people know what, what, what's it about. So, Jupiter Ascending. Expand your universe. In a universe where human genetic material is the most precious commodity, an impoverished young um, uh, Earth woman becomes the key to strategic maneuvers and eternal strife within a powerful dynasty. So the the, the impoverished young Earth woman was Mila Kunis. Uh, the the furry was Channing Tatum. He plays a furry in this. He plays a half human, half wolf boy uh, who has wings. Uh, and it's their story about how Mila Kunis is the Empress of Earth, but she... This movie's so fucking confusing. So, I guess humans 
have been around for a very long time and they they I guess they're not from Earth. Is that is that the gist of it? Do you remember anything anything from this movie? Um humans are not from Earth, they're from like another planet and they've been colonizing like they've been implanting like little seeds everywhere. Yeah. So yeah. they can be harvested so they can keep like a the the elites young forever. They use their genetic material to like basically keep uh Eddie Raymond's character like alive for like century or millennia. And and this film, it's just like it has like an interesting idea at the core of it. Like but I feel like they try to do so much with like one fucking movie. Like they're just throwing out random facts about this world and it was just like so much going on that I sat there and I was like, what the fuck? And it's like weird shit too. It's not even like it's not even like just basic world building. It's just like random like do you remember the B conversation? B conversation? Where where Sean B's character tells Mila Kunis that uh because she has the ability to control bees, I guess. And he's just like and like, oh bees. I, can, yeah, I sort I sort of remember that now. <laughs> he's like bees can tell <laughs> They can tell a queen or some shit. Yeah, like it's like that. it's like they can yeah. it's like they can they have, have the genetic material to track royalty or some shit. I'm just like just like what? <laughs> I paused the movie. I was just like no 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 no. I had to rewind it and listen to it again. I was like that what? <laughs> so this it's hard to pinpoint what went wrong. I guess there is. It's the acting is not very good. Uh, the writing, specifically the dialogue, is pretty fucking atrocious. Eddie Redmond's character, I think, is like the worst part of the film. He just speaks like this the whole time. Like his mouth is very dry. And he's just like, and even when he's upset, and he, dude, that's the whole fucking movie. It's just like it's. They introduce characters and then they disappear for the rest of the fucking film. Do you remember his sister? She shows up for the first five minutes and then she's never heard from her again. No. I guess they had like ideas for her whole franchise. I was like, oh, she'll come back later. Uh, yeah, man. It's, it's like it, the kernel of the idea. I always love space operas. I love like epic sci-fi shows and films. But And I thought this could be like the equivalent of like maybe a fifth element, but like obviously a little bit bigger and granted scope. But it just like fumbles so many times with the dialogue and the characters and the weird furry stuff that they're like introducing. Like every, like humans are like, I guess certain people are like spliced Mm -hmm. with animals. So they look like animals. Yeah. And, but I don't understand why. Does it make them better? Maybe. I, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It just had like weird lore that just like, I feel like this could have been better off as a TV show or something where you can like give the characters time to develop and maybe, you know, maybe it could grow on you like throughout like a series or like a couple of seasons. But this is just such a weird first entry into a franchise that it, it's just like, it's like you could tell they had such high hopes. Like you could tell they're like, this is like, this is going to be our next matrix. Yeah. And it definitely wasn't their next matrix. <laughs> what sort Even of- their next matrix wasn't their next matrix. <laughs> that is true (laughs) I do like some things about Reloaded though Um, if you had to splice your your DNA with some animal what would it be (laughs) what would you do I don't know I I like Raccoon Mario a lot so like (laughs) But well, like, if just you like, could, but you like, you look the same, right? You look everything the same, but you have like, you have like ears like a raccoon yeah. and a tail. That's all that's different. 
Well, you can also fly. I don't, but <laughs> but within well, this logic you, of yeah, this world, I guess you wouldn't really. <laughs> you'd end up looking like a an abomination. I guess. Just like, just like what? Uh, I guess if I had to pick, I think I would pick something fucking cool, like a bird. Like I, yeah. I, yeah like I mean, see, that's the thing. It all depends on what happens because, like, in like, reality, because you would, you would look like a monster. Yeah, in reality, <laughs> like, with a bird, you would especially look like a monster. So you should go for like the sexiest animal, which is a wolf, and that's why they chose Channing Tatum's <laughs> wolf. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> now it, it all had, makes sense. They had this exact conversation, like, what's the sexiest animal that you could like? <laughs> become half of and they're like it's like because if you think about it, like elephant no mm. elephants are not sexy elephants are cool but they're not sexy a penguin penguins are not sexy they're cute flamingo that's terrifying i would never want to see that in my life yeah but a wolf yeah. or like a fox yeah that makes sense that's sexy yeah so if you splice anything with channing tatum i guess it's gonna have to be a wolf a fox that's, that's about it i feel like a cat yeah. I feel like that's approaching some weird lines. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> and can I also talk about their weird relationship that they had? Yeah. Uh, I'm just saying it, it's just, it's so awkward. I've never seen two people just not connect in any level. Like, it's just like the whole film, she's just trying to hit on him and trying to seduce him. And he's just like, nah. And then it's just like, it's just the most awkwardest scenes. I'm like cringing the whole fucking time. I'm like, oh my God, dude, this is so, this is so weird. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, I guess, I guess this movie gets, uh, gets a half a star for sexy uh, Channing Tatum wolf boy. Uh, Gets another half star for uh, Mila Kunis. I like her. She's, she's beautiful and she's very, she seems, she seems like she can do better in terms of acting. I think this is just like, maybe it's just a misstep. And then I guess it gets, it gets, uh, I guess it gets another half star for the Wachowskis just because I feel like they really, really put their heart into this one, but just really flop. So a grand total of uh, one and a half. Okay. That's how I'm doing my ratings from now on, on a scale from uh, how many sexy Channing Tatums they have and Mila Kunis's and Wachowskis. So (laughs) from now on, that's how I rate things. That makes sense. You got anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, but I need like a palate cleanser, so I'll let you go first. Because the next one I'm talking about is actually good. Okay. Um, I saw the uh, Oscar-nominated uh, documentary shorts. <laughs> I like how we go from my shitty movie to this. <laughs> well, <laughs> Oscar-nominated. I mean, Some deep shit. <laughs> um, I was interested, so I went over to uh, Syndicated and checked them out. Um there are about, uh, I believe, five different Oscar shorts. How long are they, um, piece? They vary in length. The longest one is about 49 minutes, I believe, or something like that. Whoa. The shortest one is probably about two to three minutes, maybe three minutes. I can't remember. There's specifically one that I believe is perhaps my favorite. It's called uh, Black Sheep. It's about uh, a guy that um, he lives in London, and his family uh, live next to this kid that ends up getting murdered. So his family decides to move out of London because it's too dangerous. So they take their son. Um, I forget his name in the documentary, if he even says it. I think his name is Cornelius. I'm not sure if he ever says it. But uh, they take him 
and uh, move out of London, out of the city. And they go to this little town. I forget what the name of it is. It's like a little town, like far into the country. And uh, he encounters basically racism for the, I'm not sure for the first time, but definitely I suppose to that extreme, uh, the neighborhood kids are very racist. Um, he ends up getting into confrontations with them, gets beat up by them. And, um, slowly we see like the transformation of this, of this kid from a scared, picked on kid, just wanting to fit in to a kid that eventually does fit in and sort of becomes someone completely different entirely. Well, literally. And, uh, it sounds super, this, this sounds really interesting. Uh, I'm looking up the, uh, the cast and everything. I this definitely want to check it out. Yeah. Um, I thought it was definitely one of my favorite, uh, documentary shorts that I've seen in a long time. Like even for a, not even documentary shorts, but documentaries in general. And I love the style in which it was done. Um, it looks more, it looks like a narrative the way it looks. Yeah, it, yeah. The flashback scenes are shot like a, like a narrative. Um, they're reenactments and, um, it's narrated by the, by the guy that this actually happened to and that the documentary is about. Um, so he narrates sort of a fictional version of himself. It's, it's, it's done in a very cool style. I love that about it. And the, the story was so, so hard hitting and, and, and unique too. Um, I would have never thought that I would have seen this nominated for an Oscar. So I don't know. There probably aren't many people out there, out there checking for, uh, the Oscar nominated documentary shorts, but if you ever do get a chance to watch this one, I would, uh, recommend it. I think it's everyone. up online right now. Yeah. I would recommend watching it. It's very good. Um, there are also a couple other documentaries, but they were they're 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 honestly like very very difficult and very depressing. People were basically crying in the theater for like like nearly two hours. Fuck man, I can't be around that. Yeah, they were. It was it was very interesting. Um, oh, but, that sounds way too intense. Like especially at syndicate, it's like a bar too, yeah. so it's just like everyone was sniffing and fucking. I need another beer. Deeper. <laughs> I watched the uh, an, another movie that I'd like to talk about too. This is actually a rewatch, but I hadn't seen it in such a long time, and it and I got to see it in a thirty-five millimeter at BAM, so I took the opportunity. <laughs> I uh, think it's like some like a, like a old ass comedy, and then he said thirty-five millimeter. I'm just like, nope. Oh no, <laughs> it's a uh, brother to brother. It was uh, directed by Rodney Evans, and it's uh, one of Anthony Mackie's first roles. Um, I saw this. Like, I think, like, my first year of college or something like that. Um, it's been a very long time. Uh, it also stars Lawrence uh, Gillier Jr. A couple other people are in this. Um, Anjane Ellis, who I recognize, and uh, Roger Roger Robinson, rest in peace. I guess I'll read the synopsis. A drama that looks back on the Harlem Renaissance from the perspective of an elderly black writer who meets a gay teenager in New York homeless shelter. So Anthony Mackie plays this kid named Perry. He's a uh, he's an art student and he happens to be gay. He um, he's an artist. He has had like a very difficult time being gay, obviously, uh, especially being black and and uh, in a city full of lots of different people. Um, his family are especially especially critical, and then they end up kicking him out 
uh, out of their house. Um, so there's a lot of abuse. He's basically trying to find himself and be happy and, 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 and have people accept him for, for who he is. In the midst of all this, he happens to stumble upon a, an old poet, Bruce Nugent, who was a real writer. And, uh, he was one of the prominent, well, not necessarily prominent writers in the Harlem Renaissance, but he was definitely in, in those circles. And, um, if you've ever read uh, Fire, the, the magazine, he was he has a poem in there. Anyway, yeah, he, they befriend each other, essentially. Bruce tells him stories about the Harlem Renaissance and about them actually creating the magazine and what the magazine stood for and how they were trying to empower themselves as uh, very different types of people, as young people in the Harlem Re- during the Harlem Renaissance. Some of them were gay, some of them were, were just a bit different, and... And um, he talks about them not being accepted and uh, even having to basically defend themselves from other other black people and other marginalized people that they that you'd think they identify with. So obviously his uh, character sort of uh, reinforces Perry's uh, Perry's like internal struggle and um, and sort of leads him down a path of self-discovery. Rewatching this movie, I think it's a very, very good story. Um, I did have more problems with it than I initially remember the first time I saw it. I feel like that happens though when you get older. It's kind of hard. You have to like draw that line. It's like, it's like, was this like, do I judge from the film that I remember it to be, or like what I see now? Like, yeah, I think that yeah, now it's not as good as I remember it to be. I think that it hasn't aged well in 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 a number of different ways. I think that. While it is a very unique and an honest and a very good story, I think that it follows some cliches or, I don't know, it just falls into some tropes that I think that are more played out these days, basically. Um, so in retrospect, yeah. it, it doesn't seem as different as it did when I initially watched it. I think that... Um, there are a lot of flashbacks in this that go back to the Harlem Renaissance. I'm not as as much a fan of those scenes as I was when I first watched this movie. I think they look somewhat silly now. They paint a very, very different and very interesting view of of the time. I don't think that they necessarily do it justice after watching it again. Um, like the seriousness and the and the events and what they mean i feel like you're significantly downplayed and i think that if they had been handled with a little bit a little little bit more care i guess perhaps or or just handled a little bit differently they would be more impactful that's what i mean um i would have to say i'm looking at anthony mackie's uh filmography man he if he is all over the fucking place he's done a lot he's done a lot like you don't like you don't realize how much he's done until you actually look at his filmography and he's like been a while he's been around for a very long time he's only yeah he's only started doing like uh like comedies and blockbusters he was like doing like very dramatic stuff at first yeah like it's so weird to see that evolution because it's and on top of that yeah even when he did his comedies it's just like random ass things like i wasn't expecting like i didn't know he was in half these things yeah no, he's um, career. I suppose anyway, um I do still like I do still enjoy this movie and I like this movie. There are many more things that I enjoy about it than I than I dislike. I think Anthony Mackey, for instance, he 
absolutely carries this movie. He, I don't know his age in this or, or anything. I know it's one of his earlier roles, but he seems like a like a seasoned actor, and he's he's very good. He's very charismatic, and you're very interested in in his character and and what's going to happen to him and what and what he's going to do. He's um very compelling. I think I would give it a three and a half. Um, All right. How, what was your original, original score? I don't know. That was I didn't score. Oh, you didn't back score then. back then. It <laughs> <laughs> was a long time ago. You have to the movie yeah. like give that a four, four and a half. Yeah. Um, I feel like I've been talking for a while. Uh, yeah, but you know I wasn't gonna interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, I watched one more movie. I'm not gonna. Re- I'm not gonna talk about it, but I just want to mention I watched Tag because I think everyone else has. What are your thoughts? Um. Yeah. It's yeah, it's, it le- it's fine, right? It's fine. It I, it left me wanting for sure. Um, I think I laughed out loud w- once, and it was Hannibal. Yeah, it's just the uh, cadence, the way he delivers yeah, everything. It's, it's just it's, that's honestly like where a lot of the jokes yeah, lie for me. Basically, a lot of it is how he says things, and like the amount of level headedness in which he says them is always <laughs> fucking funny. <laughs> just making other people seem stupid. <laughs> forget which line I left off. I think it was actually, yeah. He was like, I took two weeks paid vacation for this. And they're like, why did you take two, two weeks? weeks. <laughs> he's like, I'm going, what do you say he's going to do? He's like, I'm going. Par- it's like parasail. I'm, like Paris- I'm going so parasailing after this. I <laughs> <laughs> was like, that was definitely my favorite line in it. Um, Didn't you, did you find that one twist? Or not really yeah, a twist? The, yeah, the twist was actually. It came out of nowhere, right? It came out of nowhere. And I think that. I thought it was a joke. Yeah, I, I was waiting was, for the punch. I was waiting for the joke too, and I think it should have been a joke, or it should have been. It shouldn't have. Shouldn't have been a a twist. It should have been introduced in the beginning. That way, we could have at least like maybe developed some sort of uh, feelings about this character. I think it could have been used much better than it was used. And then there was like, but the one thing that I don't know why, but that part of, it was this one part of the movie where the the abortion thing that came up. I was just that really. I was just like, I don't know, man. It's just like, I mean, this movie's not a masterclass of like comedy, but still, I felt like I was like, ah, this this movie's getting really weird. And then when that twist came, I'm just like, all right, where the fuck are we going now? Yeah, I think that if it had been structured a bit differently, it could have worked. I think a lot of the comedy was like okay. I didn't like. It didn't have me laughing out loud like a uh, game night or anything. Yeah, um, I liked I liked the idea or I liked the whole like concept about friends yeah. staying together. Like that's I think that's very sweet. I know there was a little bit of like I don't know if there was controversy, but I know people didn't like that film for it was like oh there's just so much of like old privileged white dudes like playing tag. I was just like I don't know. I mean it's kind of a sweet story. Yeah, I think it. I mean, but yeah, I know. That, yeah. Aside from any of that, it was. Um, I think it's a I think it's a very good idea for a movie, and I think it could have been very funny, especially with this cast. I think the cast would have worked for the most part, um, but yeah, I think it's just the jo- the comedy wasn't there, and I think the style that they went for was uh, probably not the best for this movie. Yeah, um, I think yeah, story structure. Like yeah. honestly, if they would have maybe like fixed a few things, like story wise, and I just you know like. I mean, but then again, it's so hard to fucking say that kind of shit without actually, like, being in there. Yeah. Um, I think that it functions. Like, the comedy scenes are, like, way more 
or it's not the comedy. The action scenes are way better, I think, than the than the the comedy, and and it's supposed to be a it's supposed to be a funny movie. So yeah. I think that was that was bothersome. But uh, I think I'd give it a maybe a two or two and a half. Two so and a half out of five. That definitely sounds like a two and a half or a two film. Um, yeah, I guess that's all I want to talk about. I don't think I'll watch anything else. Oh. Uh, I, I'm just going to wrap it up. I'm not going to spend too much time because, again, I think we've all seen this movie. I think we've all seen it. Uh, I finally got around to watching uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor, uh, the documentary about uh, Fred Rogers' life. The uh, Mr. Fred Rogers. Mr. Fred Rogers. Uh, I like the tagline. A little kindness makes a world of difference. Uh, so this is the When hint. did you first start crying? That's what I want to know. <sighs> Man, that movie... It's weird when because was the first like, tear? uh, I don't know. Like, are talking about like fighting back tears, or are we talking about like like sure, erupted? Sure. Oh, ah, man, I don't know, dude. You know what it was? It's like I think I think when he started talking about how like every child needs to be told like how important they are, and like I don't know, it's just how the way he says it. It's just like it seems genuine. It wasn't like he's everything about this man just seems so fucking genuine. It's like it's so. It's like it's irritating that we don't have pe- more people like this. But I couldn't imagine a world like this. Yeah. But the fact that we had one person who just like, just really, really, honestly was just a, a good person. It's it's wild and, uh, yeah. This this documentary really just it's it really show it brings to light like his whole past and who he was and who like and that's the funny thing is like the person he was on on camera was the person he kind of was in real life it was no real difference you know like i think obviously maybe there's maybe a toned down version or like there's probably like obviously little little things here and there but it, it all in all like the people who worked with him the people who saw him every day and like his family and his children there wasn't like one person that said something bad about him and even after his documentary came out i feel like usually with these kind of films there would have been like a person like no fuck him he's an asshole like would have said something like oh like something would have came out nothing came out people were just saying this documentary is amazing and then people were like confirming like yeah he was that much of a good fucking person and it's it's wild. It just kind of sheds some light of like who the man really was, and he really said who he was, and and, and it, was, it shows a lot of great behind the scenes footage because the camera crew he was working with basically just a whole bunch of fucking hippies. If you notice, like everyone just had long hair and shaggy and kind of just like typical, you know, typical, uh, you know, idea of what like you know a young person was during that time. But everyone, there was a lot of cool like behind the scenes footage like photos and video of like him working on set and there's also a lot of great like footage of him working with children uh like different colors different creeds different like disabilities like he really tried to reach a mass audience and uh it all i didn't know this at all about him but he he had a tv show for adults yeah and he tried to do the same kind of thing that he did for kids i i mean for what i understood it just didn't work but I could tell, like, the interviews that they did show of, like, him interacting with some people, like, it seemed very much like he made an impact. Yeah. Uh, I would I would love to see that show. Like, I would really like to see that as well. Uh, but I remember, I remember watching this show when I was a kid, and, you know, it definitely kept me entertained and engaged. Uh, but I just, 
a lot of the deep, complex ideas, I, I guess, just flew right by my head. And me being young, I, I, I don't notice these things sometimes, you know. But overall, this film was amazing. Uh, great documentary. I, I, I was a. Uh, it was emotionally one, one of the like. I think the one of the first documentaries in a long time that actually got me, like instantly. Like I was just like, I felt shit. Yeah. Yeah. So five out of five. Yeah. That's, uh, uh, there's nothing negative I can say. I think there's nothing I felt like that could have been changed to make it better. I feel like they did such a great job approaching the story and approaching the man's life and the people who reached out in order to talk about him. Yeah. 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 No, there was another great scene too with that uh, uh, Officer Clemens and, you know, how the way he, you know, he he was talking about, oh, uh, he's like, I like who you are. And then he, and then he's just like, oh, you're talking to me. And he's like, yeah, I've been talking to you for the last two years, but you never noticed. Oh, uh, yeah. And he broke down and he's just like, yeah. yeah he's like, That's I, cried, what, I cried hard dude, at that, that part. <laughs> that part was fucking, I was just like, jeez. And he was like crying on camera talking. Was like, he's like, that was the first time any man in, in my life ever told me that. And he became like a father figure to me after that. And I was just like, damn, dude. The movie's deep. Uh, if you haven't watched it, it's on HBO. Everyone should go fucking watch this movie and realize that you'll never be as good of a person as Mr. Rogers. Simple as that. We all suck. Mr. Rogers is amazing. Yeah, I think I would agree. I th- yeah, I think it's a, it's a, that's honestly what I got out of it. I, th- I don't think that's what he wanted me to get out of the, the show. I think he wanted me to feel like, he's like, no, you're amazing. No, what I realize is that I'm not a, as good as a person as you are. Simple as that. It's wild that it's not even uh, nominated for for best documentary. Yeah, I, you know that's why I just don't I just don't care much about the Oscars anymore. I always mention that. Just like I feel like a lot of it's just politics and like you know who who's fucking not who's fucking who, but like who knows who yeah. in this industry. So I I would I would love to see this nominated for best a doc. Honestly, I don't know, I don't. I think we could have the conversation maybe at a later time, maybe maybe during our Oscar episode. But like, why isn't documentaries and narrative combined? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're basic. It's it's like, what's really the difference? That'd be an interesting conversation. I don't know. Maybe we could talk about it next week. I was just yeah. thinking about it. It's just like why why what? I have the same idea of why we we separate best actress and best actors. I mean, it's we don't do the same shit for directors. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I think Oscar's full of shit and they need to change. That's my thoughts. Okay. Well, speaking of the Oscars. <laughs> before we, oh, uh, I have my predictions, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I think we should go ahead and... Uh, you want to do that before we talk about Alita? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, this year is not going to be as... Rebu- I, I'm not, I don't have that in-depth look as I did last year. Last year, I watched so many of these movies, or at least uh, as much as I could. But this year was just kind of hectic for me, so... I only watched what, what I had a chance to watch. So uh, I guess we can jump right in. Uh, best Picture. Let me see if I can pull up all the nominations. All right, how about this? Uh, just so we're not dragging and we're going over the same shit. Mm-hmm. Best Picture. You know what I think is going to win? And you might think I'm crazy, but I feel like Hollywood's just so typical. I think Bohemian Rhapsody is going to fucking win. Um, I think I may have said that, actually. I'm really? Not sure. Maybe. I don't know why. I just have this weird fucking feeling. But the movie I want to win is uh, Black Klansman. I feel like I feel, I feel like Spike Lee did a phenomenal job with this film. I think it's timely. I think I think it I think he was able to strike a right like a really good balance 
in terms of like, you know, he's stating a message, stating an idea and trying to get something across without being preachy or like heavy handed. It wasn't heavy handed at all. I think, I think he just struck that great balance that we got great performances from all like the overall cast. I think the editing and I also think uh, cinematography was great as well. So uh, I would love for that to win, but I'm going to uh, state right now that Bohemian Rhapsody is going to fucking win because that's Hollywood. Okay. Uh, best director. Again, I think these are just me just being petty. Uh, is, I think Adam McKay. Really? I don't know why, but I just, it's always something left field. Don't you agree? It's always like, it's like, really that? Him, like, him being nominated is already left field. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, so it just makes more sense that he gets it. Like, uh, uh, but I f- also I, w- I would put this into the running. This is not my official choice, but I would also I wouldn't be surprised that Alfonso Cuarón also he might win. So I'm just gonna put it out there. Like I haven't seen Roma, I'd but be, I've heard given so the many choices. I'd be perfectly fine with that. Yeah, uh, best actor again left field because this whole film is just like a left field choice. I guess it is the what was that film from that, the Post? Yeah, that that somehow got into the Oscars. Uh, this is best actor choice. I think Christian Bale, again, left field choice. Then again, he still did a great job. Even though it wasn't my favorite movie, I think he did a great performance. I think he captured the cadence. Of, I honestly forgot that he was acting. I, I thought he was him. He, yeah. He embodied him perfectly. So uh, uh, for best actress, uh, everyone just won't shut the fuck up about this movie. Uh, I think Lady uh, Lady Gaga is going to win it. Like, everyone's saying, like, they're so surprised that, you know, she's a great actress. But, again, she's a performer. Like, uh, comes with the repertoire. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm not surprised that she's uh, she's good at acting. Uh, but, you know, it's crazy. This is her first role, and she's got nominated. So, that is kind of wild. Um, I'm not sure if it's her first role. In a feature film? Is it? I'm pretty, like, in a, I'm, I'm, has she been in anything else? Other she's, than TV shows? She was in American sure. Horror Story. I'm not sure if she's been in another movie. Um but uh yeah, it is uh it is impressive, I suppose. Uh supporting actress. This one is not a good one for me because I didn't see the favorite of Bill Street could talk. Uh but you know what? Fuck it. I want Regina King to win, so that's just me. I fucking love Regina King. <laughs> I just remember she's everything great. else she's done, so I'm just gonna root for her because of that. She's always she's always great. <laughs> Remember her character in Ray? Was- yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the only reason I chose that because of that. <laughs> like, her, uh, previous, uh, her previous performances. Uh, supporting actor. This uh, way, is uh, Viggo Morrison is... No, no, he's... This way, let me look up this again. Sorry. I think I fucked Viggo? up that one. No, supporting actors. Let me look up the... Because uh, I think I messed that one up. Actors... Yeah, um, I just v- need to look at the list again. Vigo is nominated for best, best actor. Best actor, never mind. Yeah, and Mahershala Ali is Mahershala no. Ali. That's the one I picked. That's why I got it confused. Uh, I've heard phenomenal things about like I know it, during the show you and Thomas not not big fans of this movie, but from mainstream audiences, I haven't seen it. But from what I've been getting, like this is that film for a lot of people this year, or at least last year. So I think mm-hmm. this might be like. He might get uh he might get the win. Uh, next best original screenplay. Uh, because this is the only thing it got fucking nominated for, which is wild to me. But I'm gonna have to pick First Reformed. I mean, it's 
it's one of my favorites of last year. It's a brilliant film. I just I'm just so shocked that it didn't even get anything else. Dude, yeah. Ethan like, Ethan Hawke destroyed every actor in that fucking best actor <laughs> nominated list. Yeah, and like, it's just, ate them alive. It's and it's weird because it's such I feel like this movie might have just came out at a weird time. Uh, I don't know. I think or, it could have came out at any time. You don't think this is an Oscar friendly movie? No, no, it's not. <laughs> not really. I mean, it, it's anti-establishment. It's like very much like I guess maybe it's like anti, maybe it's anti-Oscar uh, kind of film. But I mean, it doesn't it, present it the way the advice does, though. So it, uh, exactly. So if, oh god, I couldn't. I don't know if but I liked it. Ethan Hawke is incredible in that. Everybody needs to watch this. C- yeah, the cinematography alone. I kind of wish it's got cinematography nominations as well. I thought it was brilliantly directed. I thought the performances were outstanding. This film, it leaves you with this, I hate to say it, emptiness. <laughs> like, I think it's uh, in the first first film in, uh, in 2018 when I saw it that left me with that weird feeling of just like, just empty. Like, it just really made you sit there and think about the characters in the world that they yeah. inhabited. So, uh, and I think, I don't care what anyone says, I love the ending, so fuck off. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, best adapted screenplay. Uh, I heard a lot about this film, and I feel like I don't know why I'm choosing this as a super random one, but but I think it's because it's the only one I think I've seen it in. Is uh, can you ever forgive me? I think you reviewed this, right? Yeah, I did. I don't know why I'm picking this best screenplay, but I feel like this is a very screenplay heavy movie. I feel like this could win it if it's gonna win anything. Uh, best makeup, uh, obviously, is gonna be Vice. Uh, but then again, if you think about it, like a lot of that, like Christian Bale was like, he gained all that weight as well. So for the, uh, for the role. So, uh, let's see costume. Uh, it's going to be a tie. I don't know if, which one I want to pick. I'm going to have to pick, but it's either going to be black Panther or Mary Poppins. Both, Di- uh, both Disney films are definitely pick, properties. You got to pick one though. <sighs> the only reason I'm saying that is because I think black Panther did an amazing job with costuming. Like phenomenal job, and I want it to win. So you know, fuck it, I'll pick Black Panther. I want it to win for costume. I think like if anything in that film was like the highlight, I think they did a great job with that. Like just mm-hmm. knocked it out of the fucking park. It was very beautifully done. Uh, but I don't know why, but I think maybe Mary Poppins might win just because it's it's such a easy, it's such a baitable movie. Like I don't know why. Like it just looks like something that they, the 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 Academy would choose. I fell asleep during that movie. Oh, damn. <laughs> Best song is a song I keep hearing on the fucking radio. And every time we hang out with Thomas, he likes to put it on. I hear it way too often. It is Shallow from A Star Is Born. Uh, good track. The first couple times I heard it. And then once he started playing it on guitar, I never wanted to hear it again. Uh, <laughs> was that mean? No. no. <laughs> Uh, best score. Um, Did you skip best cinematography? Oh, it's coming up. I think. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at my list right now. I might have missed. I might skip that actually. I wouldn't imagine it would be below. Yeah, yeah. I best might have original s- song. And yeah, I might have just accidentally skipped that. Can you pull that up and I'll, I'll finish it at the end real quick. Uh, uh. Oh damn! You already got it up. Cinematography. Dude, I can't. No, I can't choose because I haven't seen any of these. Um. Uh, yeah. I can't choose. That okay. sucks. Yeah. If I'm going to say anything, it's uh, I want to have the favorite just because I'm a big fan of uh, of the director. So I'm going to say that just because 
Okay. Yeah. But really? First Reform's not on there? No. Nah. The fuck out of here. Uh, best Sound. I feel like Bohemian Rhapsody's going to win that. Best Foreign Film. Everyone's on this movie's dick is Roma. I feel like that's definitely, it has to win. Either that or Cold War. I'm hearing those two films are like neck and neck in terms of like Oscar buzz. I haven't seen Cold War. Have you seen it? No. It looks super interesting. It looks very romantic. It does. Like, yeah. Uh, both are in black and white. Yeah. So uh, That's true. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Did I do our best documentary? Uh, free, free Solo, I think, is going to take it. Just because like... Then again, I follow a lot of I follow Jimmy Chin and also uh, Alex Allen on uh, Instagram, so I see a lot of like their free solo stuff and like a lot of the promotion. So maybe that's why I'm hearing a lot of buzz. But everyone who who uh, talked to who's seen it is in love with this film and in love with the story. Uh, best animated film, uh, obviously for me is Spider Verse. I want that to win really bad. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's going to win, but I think. That's a super uh, superhero film done right. Doesn't pander to a young audience. I think it respects the source material and uh, source material. And uh, I love it for it to win. But you know who the fuck knows? Uh, best sound. Just what we already did best sound. Uh, sound editing. So I don't know. Much, do we do this? Do we dive into the sound editing part? Yes, I guess. I feel like First Man had a lot of great moments, and I think it was because of audio cues. And all, and obviously visuals. So I think First Man could definitely uh, take that. And then uh, production design. Uh, First Man again. I thought. I think. I think they did a really great job, like recreating a, a time and place, making it feel like we were there. I think it did an amazing job. Uh, best visuals. Uh, we're talking about like more CGI and like more computer animated stuff. I would say Ready Player One because that whole fucking movie is just visuals and it's really a beautiful thing to watch, even though it does have its problems. Uh, best editing, uh, I mentioned this at the top of the list, is going to be Black Klansman. I think uh, I really, there's a lot of things I enjoyed about the film and editing was definitely one of them, especially I think near the end of the film. Did a great job. Uh, and then animated short. I don't think we we didn't do any shorts. We didn't do shorts. Well, I'm gonna no. pick uh, Bow, the little dumpling one, just because it was super cute. Because we did all see that, right? From, yeah. And uh, it was the opening yeah. Incredib- uh, Incredibles. Did. Oh my god! Never talked that much before. Did you do everything? I believe so. That's everything I listed out, and I ran through that shit quick. Okay, I hope so. If not, you're at a disadvantage. Huge disadvantage. All right. Uh, let's listen to a clip of uh, Alita Battle Angel. Does it bother you that I'm not completely human? You are the most human person I have ever met. Didn't I tell you to be home before dark? I just lost track of time. Alita, you have to be responsible. Or someone very special. Hey, kid. Not just a teenage girl. Hey, what's your problem? He can't remember. What do you mean? Doc found you in the scrapyard. So you must be from up there. And I'm just an insignificant girl. 
That's what they want you to think. How'd you like that clip? You know, that's that was uh, that's that was a good one. That was a real good one. Alita Battle Angel was directed by Robert Rodriguez. It stars Rosa Salazar, Christoph Waltz, Mahershala Ali, Kian Johnson, Jennifer Connelly, a lot of people. Ed Screen, Jackie Earl Hurley. Haley, I'm sorry. I don't remember I'm guessing he was probably a um a robot. Or something of that Ruby-t. sort. <laughs> uh when Alita awakens with no memory of who she is in a future world she does not recognize, she is taken in by Ito, a compassionate doctor who realizes that somewhere in this abandoned cyborg shell is the hardened soul of a young woman with an extraordinary past. Um, you want to you go first? Um, Tell us what you think about Alita Battle Angel. So... Uh... I guess, I did, I, I'm sorry, I didn't read the tagline. I should have read it. It's a good one, too. An angel falls, a warrior rises. <laughs> uh, so I guess this kind of falls into the camp that uh, I've been on a heavy sci-fi kick lately. I've been trying to watch a lot of it and uh, been, been I'm trying to get inspired again because I'm a really big fan of sci-fi. And uh, I'm watching this film, and I, I have no... I have no experience with the manga, so I don't know anything about it. But you can tell that there is a fleshed world out here. Like, there's a fleshed-out world with characters and ideas. But I don't know. It just honestly didn't do much for me in terms of... uh, I think it kind of falls apart just because what it's trying to do. And I think a lot of manga and a lot of, like, adaptations from other mediums suffer from this as well where it tries to it tries to adapt so much ideas and concepts that it kind of gets muddled a little bit. Uh I like I like the principle that uh I'll mention uh, Alex Garland who directed uh, Annihilation uh this past year. He he read Annihilation and then he he basically wrote his interpretation of it. He didn't write it beat for beat. He didn't try to have moments that were similar. I mean, there is certain moments, but he really kind of he adapted it. He made it work for film. And I think when you do stuff like that, you really have to take in consideration like how can I make this work for this medium because manga though it's visual, it doesn't inherently work sometimes when you're trying to make one feature film. Don't write for a sequel that might not happen. Write for the film you're working on now. It's a simple concept that a lot of people, or at least a lot of writers that I see, strive for. And I think this film kind of falls into that trap. Uh, not to say it was a horrible film. I've definitely seen worse. There was some entertaining parts in the film for me. Like, there was uh, some cool action sequences. And there, you know, there were... I mean, it's fucking robots. It's cyborgs and robots fighting. Like, of course it's going to be exciting. But overall, I think the story, it just kind of fumbles and there's a lot of just like cliche moments with a lot of the characters uh dialogue i would say is some of the worst parts in the film like i just wasn't a big fan um i mean those are my initial impressions i don't i feel like i'm bragging on it it's but yeah that's that's how i feel so far (laughs) Ari, what did you think um I feel like uh, I sh- 
we should explain a little bit. I don't think we really covered oh, yeah, what yeah. it's about other than uh, that synopsis. An angel falls, a warrior rises. Yeah. Um, Alita, uh, well, I guess the movie starts actually with uh, Dr. Dyson Ito, who's played by Christoph Waltz. He's, um, the film opens with him uh, walking around a large dump site a uh, big junkyard and it, it it already looks very strange it's already a very weird situation because there are these massive uh um robot arms digging trash and and placing it in other places and he's like in the middle of this just walking around <laughs> with uh trash falling he could be killed very easily all right but it's, all right it's, okay it's, it's, i like you brought that point because of the instant thing i had i was, yeah. I was like you could die yeah it's it's, it's a very <laughs> it's very weird but anyways he finds alita in the trash um and he takes her home and he begin and he begins rebuilding her and actually he does that pretty fucking quickly um he rebuilds her He's even though doctor. she is a 300 year old technology that he doesn't understand he manages to rebuild her and uh he names her alita which was also kind of weird um it ends up being his dead daughter's name um, spoiler. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's really a spoiler. I mean, but yeah, he names her Alita and um she has no memory of her past and she gets glimpses of her memory while she's fighting for the most part. She's trying to navigate this world and figure out what's what. She meets some people, um, gets into some bad situations, and every time she has a conflict, she remembers a piece of her history or a piece of her um her life before being thrown in a, into a junkyard. Um, so this movie is confusing in a lot of ways for me. Um, it it opens a, a lot of questions, but it never answers them. And it pretends as though, I don't know if it's like setting them up so that they'll be answered in, 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 in future future movies and yeah. future sequels, but it presents a lot of questions. It it creates this very big world and presents a lot of things but offers no answers for any of them it's very weird um those memories that i talked about in her past they occur like when she's fighting and stuff and she for some reason gets these glimpses back and like they're very disjointed glimpses into her backstory and it's really not enough to explain who she is and where she comes from because by the end of the movie you still don't really know who or what she is what she was doing why was she thrown away like why was she in a you don't understand any of this I, or you get no answer yeah to this. that's what i felt as well i was sitting there, I was like what is going on like all right if you're going to use that plot element i think you could use it in a better way like you don't have to use it when she's always fighting and in conflict mm-hmm. she can use it to like maybe learn a little bit more about her as a person yeah. what she was doing outside of con- like get a little bit more character depth other than her just like punching things yeah um but yeah, so first of all, for all the questions that this movie presents and never answers, I can't, I don't think this functions as a standalone movie or even a proper introduction to this character or this story. It's very just insufficient as a as a first movie, and it's very inefficient at distributing information. Um, she, the pacing is also one of the, my least favorite things about this movie. I have no idea how long it is, how long it's been, how long she has been awake, how long 
like in any of it, how long she's been living with the if, doctor. It feels like it's been a week, maybe. She calls him father at some point, and I'm like, are we the, are we at that point yet? It felt very <laughs> uncomfortable. Like this shit's moving too fast. Yeah, it, it's very strange. Like if I, I'm just thinking about it, if I woke up. <laughs> like in 300 years Harvey, it would take are- a long time before I called some dude daddy it would take a long time Harvey give us an exact time before you call some man daddy I mean, <laughs> at least be, a year yeah, it has to be at least a year like you have no concept it feels like it's been like five days and yeah it, it's so strange like the pacing is so bad in this movie and um she there is a love interest. I think that much is explained in the trailer, and Shake, it feels oh man, that was it's bad. so unnecessary and it's so poorly handled. It's also um, made worse by the pacing of it because you have no. It's so difficult to understand why they feel the way they feel about each other. Um, the, the antagonist is another problem I have. This movie, he's. He's underwritten, he's unthreatening, and he's, like, very removed from everything. So you have no reference to yeah. his, his influence in this world, influence on these people. Why is he threatening? Like, who the fuck is he? Um, like, that was so mishandled. The antagonist, I thought, was going to be Mahershala Ali. That's what I he's, thought. He's not even the the actual bad guy in this movie. And even that, he was the least threatening person. Yeah. Again, like, these he had no there was character. no stakes. There was like even even the 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 robot that kept challenging her. I forgot his name. Uh, God, what was it? It was like Jermishka or whatever. Yeah, Jermishka. Like it's like he, even that. There was like I think there was one interesting fight they had, but it still didn't feel like much of a. I didn't worry. There was no point where I'm like, oh man, are they gonna get out of this one? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I think sci-fi in general especially when it's like long form and it comes from like, you know, a long running series, I think just inherently works better as a TV show. If you're going to try to do it, I think TV shows work because you have time to draw out these stories and these relationships and these ideas about a world that we have no kind of context for, you know? That's why, you know, when you watch Star Trek and you're like sitting there like, he's like, it's several seasons, but you get to know the crew. You know, you understand who each individual is and you understand their role. You understand the world that they live in. You understand what the Federation's goals are. Like, there's just, it gives you time to develop these things. And I think this could have worked as a TV show. Even if it was like maybe a, a mini series, like a, a season or two. I agree. But I also believe that this could have worked as a movie if they had done it right. <laughs> <laughs> this could have easily worked as a movie. Uh, yeah, there's. I feel like, especially near the end, I think it dragged on maybe 15 minutes too long. 15, 20 minutes. I was like, really? Still going? It, it, it dragged on about 35, 45 <laughs> minutes. This movie's like two hours <laughs> in like 20 minutes or something, isn't it? Yeah. It's like two minutes, twenty two hours, 22 minutes. That's way too long. Um, and it for the, for all that time, that makes me more upset because it's paced so bad and it, it answers nothing. Like nothing at all. Um Ed Screen, his character, I thought was going to be a larger part of the movie, but he ends up, he has somewhat of a pivotal role, but I think his character for the most part was completely just underutilized. Um, there's there's a there's a lot about this movie that I don't like. Um, uh, the dialogue, as you mentioned, is just cringeworthy at times. It's like... Dude, the bar scene? Yeah. The, the bar, bar scene, scene was terrible. Yeah. And a lot of people... 
I don't know. A lot of people enjoy this movie, obviously. Um, but I think a lot of people apologize for it because they, they're saying that it's self-aware and that it's satire to a degree, but I don't see that at all. No, I don't think there's so no, at all. Yeah, there's no style in this and there's, it, it seems absolutely, uh, sincere and it, and it's cringeworthy. Um, I like I like cheesy sci-fi. I, I'm a big I, I'm a big cheesy sci-fi guy too. And like I like I watched Alter Carbon on Netflix, and I and people say that was they didn't like it at all. But I'm I like, like Alter Carbon. Yeah, I was like, it's a cheesy. It's it, it just hits that fine line of just like it has such a cool world, interesting ideas, and the story is actually good. But it does have these moments with dialogue and certain like character arcs that are kind of cheesy. Like, but yeah. I don't know. I feel like it kind of goes hand in hand with science fiction. Especially in like TV shows and movies, sometimes not all the time, you know. But no, man, I don't think this movie's self-aware at all. It, it doesn't I, feel like it, it doesn't feel that way, and it's just like, dude, man, there's just like a the, the character relationships, like the fact you're mentioning, makes me think about it, and I'm like, I think that was like the worst part. The character relate, like the I didn't care about any of them. Uh, Jennifer Connelly, I, I guess, but you know, it's, I mean. Uh, she, 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 but I think it's she was kind of far removed from a lot of things. Yeah. And she seemed like she had, like, I don't know. I feel like she could have made a better, she could have made a villain, like a really great villain. Anyone could have made a better villain. Then what the fuck we got? Yeah. It wasn't a villain. It was some guy that would talk through people sometimes. And <laughs> that, that, that especially upset me because I thought Mahershala Ali would have been cool as the villain. And they definitely played him up to be that way in the trailer. And he was, just completely underutilized in this movie and instead of him being the villain you have this villain talking through him and it just it was so stupid and and i think it goes back to my original point when i said in the beginning where it's just like you know these some some sometimes people write films or like kind of like imagine that they're gonna have x amount of time to tell this story like it's like oh they're gonna be writing they're writing for like the future films in the franchise when you should just be like write a cohesive narrative for now like write write a single story or an idea like what what is the idea you're trying to get across there's you know you could really play with the idea of identity you know someone who doesn't know who they are and they're trying to find a, a, a place in a world that they technically kind of don't belong yeah. You know, like it's like there's science fiction has so much great opportunities to tell really great stories, especially it seems like it's so rich and full of like life. And I feel like they just stumbled like they they fucking fumbled the ball <laughs> yeah. on this one. Uh, they should have went a, um, like an under the skin route. Alita, how so? <laughs> like Alita should have been like a she should have been like uh, a sex worker a se- for sure. A lady of the night. And um I don't know. That would have just been a way more interesting story from the get-go. Yeah, it would have been like a little bit more Instead of finding her in a junkyard. like I don't know. It's just... Did you... The one thing I just found annoying, you know, like the, the, the bounty hunters in the world, they kept calling them hunter warriors. I thought it was a little redundant. It is very redundant. It's, re- yeah. <laughs> it's redundant. And it sounds like... I was thinking that it sounded like they probably just took the direct translation from fucking That's what the I manga thought. and it just makes no sense but they're using it anyways. Hunter warriors... Just, like, just say hunter or warrior. Yeah, just pick one. It's like, all right, like, like, all right, Blade Runner, perfect example. That's that, that works. That works describing uh, occupation or these group of individuals. Yeah, it's n- it's it rolls off the tongue. It sounds realistic. Like even if they might not be called that, like professionally in terms of like what is right written on their paperwork, 
He's like, but people in the streets, people in that world call them Blade Runners. You know, like, he's like, people in this world that call bounty hunters hunter warriors just sounds so lame. And it's just like, it's like, and I think that's, again, like, I think they try to really just adapt what they saw on the page to what was on, you know, to what was on the screen. And they want to have these moments. And it's cool to have those moments because you're like, oh, I get to see this in real life. Like, I get to see this play out. But sometimes that shit don't work. Yeah. Um, I guess one of the things I did enjoy about this movie or liked was the the world or the necessarily not necessarily the world itself because a lot of it's bad like the under warrior shit but the, i like the concept of this world <laughs> you're saying it just sounds dumb <laughs> yeah i like the concept of this world and i like um i like the way it's designed and 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 uh how it looks i think it's interesting i think the idea of having the yeah. world and then these like sky cities above it were other people that's like an interesting that's a really good start off for a sci-fi exactly um, that's like it just it, yeah, yeah i'm like grip you yeah. got me right there i'm like it's ooh. A, it's a very interesting world but the economy yeah that that pretty much ends it there with me i think the some of the action sequences are decent um but did you like the roller did you like what they did with rollerball no i think that <laughs> i did not enjoy those action sequences at all um i like the fighting um but I don't know. It tends to take more to impress me with CGI fighting. So they have to do something very interesting and different. I think this one like was okay. Did the the rollerball shit, whatever that was, was dumb. I still don't even know I the don't, rules. I don't know the rules of the like, game. It, it, this movie just doesn't explain anything. <laughs> but hmm. dude, I was like, Senator, did rollerball steal that idea from Alita? I feel like they did. It just makes sense. Like some the the guy who wrote Rollerball, I'm gonna look him up. He yeah. was sitting there and watched. He was reading Alita, and he's just like, "Oh, that's fucking cool." I remember I that movie came out. What was that like? 2000, 2001. I think that was early aughts, man. I was like, "Yeah, 2000." But man, dude, uh, yeah, I agree with you, man. The the, the initial concept sounds so interesting and, and intriguing, but I feel like somewhere the, along the lines and I think this is kind of like the narrative so far with Robert Rodriguez and his career is that he I think something fumbles like he has like an interesting idea but it just like I think he gets kind of caught up with I think maybe you know maybe he should you know really just think about like really take his time with it you know with his projects I don't know um, I think I don't know I think I'm not saying he's a bad director I'm just saying like I feel like that's kind of been the narrative with him yeah. like within recent memory I, for the most part I have the same the same idea or the same uh, consensus for uh, not consensus but yeah I feel the same way about his stuff for the most part he he does have a fan base though and um, I don't know I think they just I think that they just look at things differently than i do um a lot of, <laughs> that's a very nice way of putting it because uh, uh, I, I know i know some people that do like robert rodriguez and his movies but and they view them the same way that i view them as being like sort of i don't know it's like a it's like a kid making a movie almost because they're very yeah. um i don't know that i don't know how to explain it they're, they're, he, they're, they're he, yeah he makes he makes movies like it's like when yeah when you're a kid and you watch a movie and it's like that transition there's no like there's no real evolution not to make it sound negative i don't believe it's necessarily negative it, it, they're all like boyishly done and done yeah with like a, 
yeah, a, a kid's heart, I guess yeah. you could say. Like it's just like that energy and that 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 same kind of. I get what you're saying, but yeah, I don't, I I don't think I enjoy it. That's the problem. Yeah, it, it doesn't feel uh, satirical in me, so, or or it doesn't feel stylistically like that. He's making these choices, but I don't know. Maybe they're just not for me. Yeah, I guess not. Uh, yeah, I kind of. I think we're both on the same page about this fucking film. Uh, I want to say one last comment. The CGI wasn't that great. There was like, there was a few moments, but it is really disjointing when you have a world full of CGI characters and like you know the backdrop is basically visuals and you know you have you know real people on greens and it's just weird. It's just always going to look super weird. I, I don't think in recent memory I could think of a film that blends it in a really good way. Yeah. Uh, and it just always looks off-putting to me, and uh, that's another mark against the film. I feel bad, but yeah, like just, Avengers actually, Avengers usually does it pretty well. They got a bigger budget, though. Yeah, that's true. They got a way bigger budget, but yeah, <laughs> maybe that's what it is. Uh, James Cameron was was producing this thing, and that's yeah. honestly, I I don't know why his name was attached to it in such a way. Like, was that gonna bring people into the fucking theater? When's his last movie? Avatar. Like, I, mean, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, Avatar was like a big thing when it came out, but I'm just saying, like, he's like, I don't know. It was weird. Like, Robert Rodriguez's name wasn't on the forefront. It was James C- Produce, but the, same the funny thing, Avatar. Yeah, the funny thing is, is I was on the train and I heard these two dudes talking about it, and uh, the guy referred to it as James Cameron's new movie. So, that, I think it does work. <laughs> I guess maybe that's a selling, which it sucks. It sucks. Yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, I mean, if you have to market it, you have to fucking market it. Because I don't think anyone, honestly, I think a mass audience is gonna go watch this and they're gonna be like, "Oh, that was a fun, that was a fun day at the movie." You know, it was, a, it was. Some people might get the, might enjoy the fuck out of this movie. Me watching a lot of sci-fi, growing up watching a lot of sci-fi, reading a lot of science fiction books and comic books, it just, I just expect a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Not unrealistic, but you know, I just expect a little bit more Got than it. most, I guess. I give this movie a two. Eh, cool world. Uh, it could have been way more promising, but it just suffers from just bad characters, bad dialogue, and uh, you know, overall, the world just fell apart as I continued to watch it. <laughs> yeah, um, I would give it a two as as well. Um, I just think it doesn't function on its own. Um, it, it's just a very confusing movie all around, in my opinion. Um, I have one last question. Do you think we'll get any of our uh, questions answered in a sequel? Is this movie going to get a sequel in your opinion? I mean, I think that it was aiming for a sequel. Absolutely. I think that's why a lot of the the decisions were made that make me confused. Um, a lot of it, I think is supposed to be answered in a sequel but i don't think there will be a sequel yeah i don't think there's gonna be a sequel especially with the reveal at the end of who the villain was yeah i don't i don't know i don't know what i don't know how this movie's doing uh financially i don't know if it's let's take a look you can you can look at what what we have going on next week but i'll look at what's going on yeah I, i can't imagine this is doing well but it could be um nothing else is i mean uh what was last week was there anything crazy uh, weekend box office. Let's just there check. There wasn't really anything crazy. There was Lego Movie though, which could 
that could, could affect really it. affect it. All right, weekend box office results. Alita barely wins battle with $34.3 million on a historical week weekend. Huh? James Cameron and Robert Rodriguez might not win the war. However, just wait. What? They won the battle? I guess so. Uh, I guess that's what they were trying to say. However, plus Rebel Wilson rom-com isn't romantic and happy death day to score small victories in the president's day weekend okay well cool so i guess they might they might make they might get a sequel <laughs> that's yeah. what i got out of it well um maybe i guess we'll see um in the meantime would you like to pick a movie for next week it feels funny uh picking a movie for for the other two how to train your dragon three dragons all day yeah, that seems like the uh, the obvious choice and kind of the only choice. I'm a real big fan of this uh, this franchise ever since the first film. I, I love the first film. I thought it just it was. I think it was the same level of in terms of just being really well written and having you know it's doesn't pander to like yeah. kids. It's you know it's a fun adventure story. Sequel wasn't as good, but still kept me entertained. So hopefully this one does as well. We'll see. Um. Yeah, I haven't seen the first two. Um, I want you to go I, into this third one and see what happens yeah, <laughs> with no I context. Think, <laughs> I think I'd be. Uh, I think I could watch it first too. I was always interested interested in watching them. Just never got around to it. Um, I wouldn't mind doing that um, over the next few days or so. Uh, yeah, let's move into our topic. We're going to be talking about uh, bad movies that have. Uh, beautiful worlds um i guess we're going to talk about movies that we think are i suppose objectively bad but present interesting worlds and um rather that be uh visually or or just uh by nature of their design yeah like uh i think this kind of comes from the kind of conversations we started with alita like we both agree that the the world is interesting is just everything else fell apart and what i said earlier about jupiter ascending like the concept i don't think i think they went a little bit too fucking batshit crazy with the world like with the wolf boys and the and the, the dinosaurs uh <laughs> yeah. but like the idea that you know these group of individuals have found a way to live forever and they're trying to that idea is interesting and i think you could make it work uh but yeah, they just kind of fell apart, and uh, that's I think that's where the idea kind of came from. It's just like it's like man, like this could have been so much more. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you do you have a pick? Do you have anything in mind? Um, yeah, sure. I could uh, I suppose go first. Um, Avatar. Okay. Avatar, I think um, it generated a lot of hype. If you don't know which Avatar I'm talking about, I'm talking about the James Cameron one. Um, it generated a lot of hype, mostly because he had created an entire world that was uh, computer generated. Um, I think that's definitely that's definitely been done before, um, obviously. But James Cameron's is much more unique because he used uh, motion capturing, and um, people thought that hey, this may replace actors one day somehow <laughs> and um all we have is uh cgi movies and never really see actors but um yeah the movie made 
a ton of money and it broke I don't know I would imagine records blockbuster records oh yeah this movie but, is like still kills it I feel like if you look at the yeah in terms of the story itself it was um I thought a very underwhelming and recycled story um it's it's basically this outsider hero story that we've seen a million times before white savior yeah yeah <laughs> blue savior a blue savior yeah. um We've seen it a million times before. Uh, this one was masked in a, in, a, in a lot of different layers, obviously, because it was very different from every, anything we had ever seen. But it was more of the same. And that really underwhelmed me when I saw this movie. I did, however, think that the idea of this world and the and the concept of it, discovering a new world, and it's so much bigger and and larger and more dangerous than than we are and so we sort of create these avatars to explore that world i thought that was a really interesting idea and Man, um, imagine if he didn't go for that hokey like the hokey like uh basically kind of pocahontas because yeah. that's what it basically it is was, right like imagine if it just was like we have to create these like avatars to explore this new world like yeah that, that's a and fuck if you make it like a survival story or some shit but but it's also this you could have done you could do a lot of things with it but i think yeah that way was the safe way and safe way yeah. that's probably why they went with that but yeah, yeah I, I really like that idea i like the design of the world too um you can obviously do so much because it was cgi um i thought that I thought it was going to be a little bit different than it was. And I think that it could have been so much more. But uh, maybe we'll see in Avatar 2 what happens. Oh, uh, yeah. We're getting uh, five more of those those fucking movies. They're like all in pre-production or being shot at the same time, over, I guess. Over the next, <laughs> it's been, they've, been, they've been on IDMB for like 15 years or something. He will release that movie eventually. Uh, so I guess... Uh, I don't know, man. There's like, I was thinking about it. I'm like, man, this is kind of tricky. But then I think about it. I'm like, there's actually a lot of science fiction films for me. I'm, I'm sticking with sci-fi uh, because you can actually translate this to anything, like, you know, especially like fantasy or something. Uh, but I'm sticking with sci-fi just to kind of keep with a the theme. And uh, I would say, have you ever read the book uh, A Princess of Mars? No. Uh, it's Bur- uh, I forgot the author's name. I read it when I was younger. And this was such uh I was like, man, this is a it was a fun, pulpy, uh pulpy action, you know, story about a man being transported. He a man escaping war who gets transported through a wormhole to Mars, which has a war that's actually going on at the same time, and he basically he's trying to escape a war and ends up fighting in a war but not even on his home planet. In the same time, though? The same timeline, yeah. It, it just shoots him into, like, basically, it, was, it transports him into space. And um, and it, I, I watched the... It released a film, Disney released one, and it just did not hit the mark. Like, again, I love the concept. I love the idea of, like, an outsider kind of falling into this conflict on Mars you know, with the, the natives and, you know, you know, there's humanoid figures and there's also like typical green Martians and it's like a ridiculous pulp action film. And I, and I was just like, Oh man, I would love to see, like, I would love to see if they retried it and really just like lean heavy on the pulp, like really just kind of make it more Indiana Jones, you know, the way Indiana Jones really just kind of leaned into what, what it, what it knows. 
and uh that's that's one that's one of them also uh there's another there's another uh film is uh is total recall i read the book uh oh, we can remember for you wholesale which is same kind of idea but the short story is way kind of it's darker and it's a little bit more like i watched, like, I watched it recently actually yeah the one with the colin farrell or the arnold the old one. Oh, okay yeah, yeah yeah i don't know i just like i don't think i they, they can rewrite that but i would love to see a film within that universe again i just love anything like high sci-fi like just ridiculous like the world is kind of like broken apart and we're we're like injecting memories into that uh I don't know. I would love to see like kind of like a reboot of that. that, that honestly, just give me anything sci-fi and I'll fucking watch it. Mm-hmm. As we've already learned. Because I watched Jupiter Ascending. And you guys warned me not to do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, do you have any more science fiction films? Yeah. Um, well, not necessarily science fiction, but um, th- 300. Um, okay. Yeah, a lot of people. I, w- I want to see, see where you go with this one. I don't know if I'm gonna go anywhere good, or <laughs> or, or or even worth the journey. Um, yeah, 300 was directed by um, Zack Snyder, and it's uh, sort of a comic book style uh, action film starring Gerard Butler. I'm sure everybody's probably seen it at this point. I don't know why I'm explaining it this way. Um, like you've never seen. Yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. It's um. It's basically the story of King Leonidas and uh, his 300, ar- 300 men. I believe they're his personal bodyguards. They fight the Persians at, uh, what's that site called? I forget. But um, Thermopylae? Yeah. That, yeah. That's it. Did you did you Google that? No. Uh, I study history. Oh, okay. You, you got it pulled up or something. Um, oh, all right, man. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think that. I believe this movie is very well received when it came out. Um, this the movie is it basically has the same issues that I talked about um, in Avatar. I think that stylistically, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, I think that some of the, the action sequences are I don't want to say gratuitous, but because I like horror movies, I like very violent horror movies. But I think in this, they just are kind of off putting. But in terms of the style of the world and and the people within that world, I think that it went in a very weird and unique direction. Um, you have these very grotesque uh, men and the the guy that sells them out. I forget his name. The um, the mutated guy. He's not the mutated. Hunch- he's, yeah, he's, he's defect. A, birth defect. Yeah, he, the hunchback. Um, yeah, the hunchback. He like I think stylistically, this movie is super interesting, and it, that's initially what had me very excited to see this when it was coming out in theaters. I believe we were still in high school, actually. Yeah, uh, I was like, I yeah, I was, yeah, yeah, that was all that. Fuck, man. I'm old. Yeah, so I was very excited to see this. Um, I'm, like, I'm just shitting on movies from my fucking childhood. But, um, <laughs> have, you re- have you watched this recently? Um, like, no. within the last like five years or so? No. I don't I'm think not. I can go back and watch it. Yeah, it's like I feel like it would be very hard for me to watch. It was hard for me to watch back then. Um, just the story was so fucking uninteresting to me, and it's it it boils down to nothing but these guys just being like, look how badass this is, and that's all it was for me. Yeah, and I think it could have been so much more than that. And um, 
they didn't explore. I fucking sound like I'm such a nerd right now. They didn't, they just didn't explore. They didn't explore anything. Do you other know? Than, I wonder. I'll just let you know right now that they left the two people who watch science fiction, like fucking, like watch Star Trek religiously and shit, and fucking X Files. Like, he's like, they left both of us here to talk about a science fiction film. So we're probably over our usual time limit. We're at an hour thirty right now. Yeah. Jesus Christ! We're just two people talking. Um, that's all I had to say about that. I think that the story and just a lot of that movie's garbage but I did enjoy <laughs> I mean I did enjoy the uh the style and, yeah. and, and the art of it. I like I like how everything was grandiose like in terms of like the elephants like those like war elephants were just huge like everything was like it was ridiculous but it just worked for the film. Uh like I said I don't think I could rewatch it now. Uh I do have one more and I'm bringing this up just because uh it's I've been I have this fucking craving and I want to watch something like uh so growing up my favorite like go to action sci fi was Fifth Element like I watched the shit out of that fucking movie uh and then we got Lupasan came back with another science fiction like space opera like that was gonna be his next like grand space adventure which was Valerian the city of a thousand the the world of a thousand cities is that is that correct title something like that and. I watched it. I'm like, this looks vi- like so visually like interesting. Like my eyes, are, I'm just like my eyes wide. I'm like, oh my god, I fucking, finally, I needed this and watched it. I didn't hate it. I thought it was like I like I mentioned before in my review. Like there was a lot of interesting ideas and it was captivating. But you know, the lead Dane DeHaan was just so fucking boring that I didn't want to watch it anymore. <laughs> like I don't know, man. Something about him. Like I just can't. Like there was. A, I think I liked him in in Place Beyond the Pines, but I wasn't a big fan of him anything else. Like Spider-Man, he was always really bad in that. And this movie, I can't think of anything else, but I'm just not a big fan of him, I don't think. Yeah, I don't want to talk crap about the guy, but yeah, he's been somewhat of a, uh, like a catfish in terms of (laughs) what I thought he He was going to be. Well, yeah, what I thought he would, he would end up doing. Um, I thought he was going to be like the next Leo or something, but that's a lot of pressure to put on a guy. Um, <laughs> no man, no man can live up to that. We were just talking about the other week about him hanging out like models and shit in his like mansion. So, I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> that's a lot of pressure. Um, yeah, that movie is not good though. No, it, it's... Well, I don't know. I don't know. I, I it enjoyed, is interesting. I, I I enjoyed elements of it. And I'm like, man, you can just flesh the shit out of this world. Like, there's so much, so much to it. There's so much meat there that you can just like, kind of keep going back for different stories. And again, like, I keep feel like I'm a, a record player, but I, this could have easily been like a TV series. Like, I could have definitely. That, I think that's what we're missing. I think recently, maybe that's my problem is that we don't have like a go to. Like we don't have a Farscape right now on TV. We don't have like a Star Trek, even though Star Trek Discovery is on. I heard that's not very good. Uh, we don't have stuff like that to satisfy my needs. That's why maybe I'm craving something along those lines, like an adventure, just, you know, fun sci- science fiction odyssey. But uh, yeah, I think I think that's enough shitting on movies. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess uh, we can go ahead and end it. Because uh, there's yeah. no point in playing the game, right? Yeah, Just you the know, two of us. Yeah, we're we're standing our ground. We're not playing the game. This is bullshit. <laughs>
This is bullshit. Yeah. Sean, Sean owes me a movie. Sean owes everybody. <laughs> I'm going to send somebody to break his, <laughs> break break his, his legs. legs. <laughs> so he <laughs> has to Jesse. sit at home. <laughs> Jesse's been working out. I'm going to send Jesse to break his legs. <laughs> so he fucking sits at home and watches the movie finally. <laughs> Just like, he can't go anywhere. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's gonna do it for us. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you use iTunes or whatever, Spotify, I guess. Yeah, whatever you do, it'd be great if you could uh, leave us a review or follow us. Whatever. I heard smashing that like button. Is Smash thing. that like, hit that subscribe, uh, give us stuff. <laughs> um. Yeah, we're also on social media. Do the right film on everything. Do the right film underscore podcast on Instagram. We also have a website. It's called do the right film dot com. You can listen to the episodes there. You can uh, send us messages. Tell us, uh, I don't know, if you have any good chili recipes. I'm really looking for a chili recipe right now. That'd be cool. Um, I've been drinking a lot of wine lately, and I just, I'd, Harvey mentioned I drink a lot of cheap wines. So if anyone has any good recommendations for maybe like a nice $20 bottle of wine, so maybe I can look like a big baller in front of my friends, uh, yeah. that'd be great. I mean, you could just ask me. You don't have to. Well, I want to impress you. You don't have to spend or like money. Just, well, I just want to impress everyone in general, so it looks like I'm a big baller. So if anyone knows... I don't know why I'm saying $20 is big baller. Yeah, it's not. It really isn't. You can get good wine for under $20. Anyway. Um, thanks for listening. Yes, thank you. We need Coast to coast, Joe Smoes flows ill, gold chill, not supposed to overdose, no dose pills. <laughs>